What it is? What's up? Got your podcast in the cut. The Telesis a Societal Podcast. Back with yet another MFing anime related video. And this is one that I've wanted to do for a while. And literally due to Demon Slayer, which uh, is a series that a acquaintance associate, a uh, friend of mine, uh, put me on to. If you've heard Demon Slayer, you probably live under uh, Monolith. Um, it's a very popular series that pretty much revolves around the ongoing three protagonists as they try to fight against. I'm not going to explain the premise of Demon Slayer, but the idea is that three of the characters, uh, the protagonists, are very shonen type ish. Um, I would compare Zenetsu to not not Zenetsu, uh, Tan Tanjiro. I think it's, I believe it's Tanjiro. Uh, Tanjiro to kind of a Naruto s type of character. Um, his motives, his this general bill is kind of like Naruto. His motives are a little bit more specific in Naruto, although I think that they're pretty much in the same vein. Um, as far as like helping people now, the Hokage part is a little bit different, but it, you know, you pretty much just changed the title from Hokage to like lead Demon Slayer, you know, yada yada. Um, I would say that Tanjiro, or not Tanjiro, uh, Zanetsu is kind of more like Mineta from, um, like if you raise Mineta from a MHA to like a higher standard and a higher ranking and you know, relevancy, and kind of gave him, I guess, more. Of um, Sanji from uh, One Piece type, you know, um, motives and <laughs> uh, in, in, interest, I guess, interest, uh, you'd kind of come away with that character. If only you have Inosuke, who I fucking hate. Um, and that's pretty much the idea of this episode. We're going to talk about five characters that I don't like, and we're going to do that after the break. So we'll lead off with uh, an all-time classic. Uh, and this person might be a little bit different now on my rankings um, due to some new information. But all-time great uh, annoyance, nuisance. Sakura Haruno from the franchise Naruto, Shippuden, and Boruto. Um, I've probably disliked this character ever since the... I don't know when it went from just like, okay, she's kind of into like, she's an annoying character. I really don't. It was somewhere along the way from probably the late 2000s, I would say. Um, I like Eno a lot. So that kind of probably played a part too. I like Eno a lot. Um, I didn't like soccer. Out the gate, Eno's like a better character. Um, just, uh, you know, I'm trying to find categories onto which to, to apply you know, metrics to show why this character. So, let's try something just off the top of it. Uh, let's think, um... Okay, so first one. How how do the relationships with other characters affect my perception of that character? Uh, Sakura is pretty much just an annoying fucking... I want to punch this person for saying this, or I want to hit them for saying that. A shonen trope for some women, you know, in, in other anime. You know, of course, even 
the great um Jujutsu Kaisen is somewhat similar to that although way more nuanced and a way better character than soccer but okay so soccer uh wants to beat the shit out of the main protagonist so all he wants to do is like wife up soccer okay love Sasuke was a cunt um okay so right there a little bit prop back um is probably the least interesting of all the females it's like interesting category how do they st stack up to their contemporaries and in early naruto all the females pretty much fall oh, all the ones from the um main i think team nine or whatever or the nine squads or whatever um all the females pretty much fall in the same general like you know boat it's not like these females are in this category and you know they kind of segregate a little bit more but initially they're all in pretty much the same boat Eno um is like the prettiest female i would think in the early part of there tamara is this fucking badass punk chick uh Hinata is like kind of quirky and not honestly probably like annoying me a little bit in the initial part of naruto like up until probably she saves him from pain up until that point i probably said she's also kind of annoying but she she grows she matures she blossoms um and her moment with neji does a lot to make her more interesting um who else uh you know tamari well she tamari isn't even the hey, but tamari is goaded that, that's that's a fact um you know you know sakura hinata who's, who else am i missing i think that's it i don't i think that's it i'm pretty sure but yeah, basically, so soccer is like the worst of those three. That's what's the main three anyway. If there's somebody else, I'm forgetting, so be it. But those are the main three females in that series and in Boruto even. Um, so she falls vastly behind um, those two as the series progresses. Well, you know, so the worst thing is, even when Eno gets virtually no screen time in the better part of Shippuden, I still feel like she's probably matured about as much at 1010, I forgot about 10. Uh, <laughs> she's probably matured about as much as Sakura. I mean, Sakura really has virtually the same. I mean, I know like some some of her traits, like her solo traits, like the things she needs to work on for herself kind of improve. And we're like fighting with Chio and um, kind of what she learns from Tsunade. But like, her relationship with other people and like her links with other people kind of just does not get much better uh, or more more much more you know different like i mean she's pretty, pretty much the same relationship with naruto she did at the beginning that she did at the end um she kind of becomes more dependent on him looks more as a friend had some moments of compassion but you know virtually the same character i feel like um just she doesn't progress enough like if you think about naruto and sasuke especially naruto uh progressed quite a bit and she's supposed to be in essence, the I would say the the probably there's a net to, to to this big three, and she just falls woefully behind. Um, so relationship with other characters, yeah, fuck the metrics. How how do I perceive her? Oh, what what makes her specifically just untenable to me? I think the biggest thing about Sakura, and I you know I would say this from the jump. I think the biggest thing is she is not cool enough to be what she is. Like she's just annoying. I'm gonna be, you know, kind of kind of bitchy to one guy, one male character, but another one be lovely dovey for cool. 
you know, or, or just riding up, riding up a little bit more. Just be bitching to a male character, and you know, other than that, kind of, kind of flatline to other characters. You know, she's gonna have most of devotion towards one character. Oscar Langley Soryu, uh, the chick from um, Shah just mentioned, uh, fucking Yujetsu Kaisen. Um, hell, even like the weak characters from like fucking Bleach, like. Uh, the big titty chick, the big titty, big forehead chick that like gives Ichigo the lesbian and gives Ichigo a hard time. Ruki Akushiki, yeah, not really so much, but kind of share traits like that. Um, I mean, the list just goes on. Not Nami, uh, you know, she kind of breaks out of that a little bit more. I think as the series progresses, but like all these kind of hard-headed, like don't get like, just will get shit female characters, all like get to a point where they just become massively better. And soccer doesn't like. I feel like I feel like as an actual character, like actually interesting character. I feel like soccer does. I'm, I'm, that's just me. That's, that's just me. I, I think she gets better. I just don't think she gets massively better. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to the next. That, that one took a while. <laughs> okay, so this next one is a little bit more low key. Um, I think anybody who's watched this series could kind of relate to what I'm going here. Misa Amane, uh, from Death Note, um, so, again, three, we'll try, we'll try metrics, three metrics, so first metric, what was the moment that made her, like, just too far gone for me? I would say this, and with her, it, it's intentionally so, but he, I forgot the author name, the mangaka, but he intentionally, like, it's, like, small steps of her being more and more, just, like, you're fumbling a bag here, but when she, messes up and um I, th I think what she messed up in allowed for um old buddy to fuck up me and uh the journal switched out um and towards the end of the series i, th I think that's i think that's what something she did i forgot exactly what was the moment that I'm, I'm thinking of but there was a moment um where she basically like fucked up like light spraying like entirely fucked up um i typed in misa fucks up and yeah so i, I and it just showed me porn okay that's cool so here's reddit uh light lost because of misa i thought about this the other day light lost because n knew of the death note and its rules allowing him to falsify in the commies near only knew because of this is because a third kira the yotsuba dick was printed by the police and the task force took the book which L later investigated. The Death Note fell into the task force hands because Light needed to give to the third Q to prove his innocence. He only tried to prove it to rescue Misa, otherwise Ren would have killed him if Misa wasn't rescued. Misa was incarcerated because she left evidence in the tape she sent to the record company. So yeah, it was a little bit earlier than that, but yeah, essentially what what occurs is that Misa messed like a pretty integral part of um, Light's plan. That pretty much would have got him a layup, but um, yeah. And also, I mean, the fact that she, um, Rim throws to save Misa from, like, being, I think, basically, like, incarcerated for life, um, which was a plan of lights, was, you know, because of the value of Misa. So Misa has value, but the, the point is that she fucked up the bag immensely as part of his plan. Now, also, the guy I was thinking about, the, I think the third um kira also kind of fucked it up but 
Yeah, she she was she was a piece of work. Now contemporaries, her main contemporary is the um, I believe is right here on Reddit, Kiyomi Takeda. Um, that's a chick in school that gets like in a relationship, like basically becomes like a servant for um, for light towards the end of it. I think he like gives her um, powers, like the power of the book temporarily, and um, I think she gets like caught in a house or some shit like that with some fucking crazy dude that comes and kills her, and she just dies. Um, but yeah, she was she was a really interesting character. I think she became like too unraveled the more she got like obsessed and closer to L or Light. Um, but yeah, she. Um, she was pretty cool. I like I like uh, Kiyomi. Um, but yeah, I mean, Misa was just hot. Like that's literally just, <laughs> Misa was just hot. She was annoying. Um, her, she she was she had cool moments. Don't get me wrong. She was definitely like way better than Sakura, and that's why she's you know not number one. The rest of these other ones probably be ranked, but she had to be somewhere. So I just threw her in here at number two. Um, I would say like the moments, like pretty much all the big moments where she was featured in. I think she did a decent job of like improvising because there was a lot of times where like light pretty much like had to guess that she would be able to do things right and you know for the most part she did um the big one she kind of fucked up but um just a very like very undirect like directionalist character that pretty much lived through the the means and direction of uh kira um the shadow killer so i mean that in part is why she's not too developed um but i think she's a really interesting character i mean towards the end where like she kind of realizes that you know it's gg for light i thought it was a really interesting part you know she's just pretty much mentioned in like rumor there was a suicide scene her last scene in the uh, series but she also i think rats on light to some degree um i forgot it was because she got her memories back or what i think she got her memories back and then it was like fuck light something like that effect so she's not a bad character she just has a really annoying moments and then she also is the butt of like the funniest moment, or one of the funniest moments I've ever seen in anime, which is where um, Yagami is like getting hugged by her some shit, and like he's like, if it wasn't, if I wasn't a gentleman, I'm like smack the shit out of this girl, uh, or I, it was it's like I want to get it like pretty much close to as exact as possible. Um, I've never hit a girl before, but like, <laughs> yeah. So um, shout out to Misa Amane, uh, cute character. Had some really fun moments, like the middle of the series where uh, Light and Misa both lose their memories, uh, and she kind of becomes part of the police task force, uh, and you know locked to. I think she's locked to. No, she's not locked, but she has it to be forced in the same area um, slash room as Light and L. So, you know, good character, but just kind of annoying as hell. Alright, so, you know, to break up the monotony with the women, um, two dudes that I really dislike, and maybe this is part of why I just do not rate this series very heavily, also the fact that the story is not very interesting, and, um, it's just, like, the powers are cool, but, alright, I'm not gonna go into it, this is not a My Hero Academia hate podcast, but there's some aspects of it I do not like, and two of those aspects are the two biggest characters in the series, Bakugo Katsuki, I believe his name is, and Izuku Midoriya. Um, 
if you've ever followed PS360 HD2 on Twitter, I would say a lot of his thoughts are similar to why I do not like his character. Um, he has the same kind of oppression uh, slash like issues of a of a Sasuke of these other guys that you know kind of fucked up. Actually, the same kind of like you know reproachability as um, Vegeta, uh, for example. He's like pretty much all the negative traits from like some other major anime anti-heroes uh, slash protagonists. Um, and he's just so uninteresting, like in comparison to all of those people, like Vegeta, Sasuke, um, the fucker from Hunter x Hunter, the lightning uh, paw one. Um, just these guys are like kind of play both sides at some point like he's just not or you Ishida like he's just not nearly as developed I mean he just fucking screams and PMS the entire goddamn episode like I, he fucking breaks down he's like oh shit you know I, I should have been you know successor to all my you know I, I wish I was stronger yada yada who gives I mean he fucking like his it, his trait that breaks the trend of him being an asshole is basically being Midoriya Okay, we can relate to, oh, this is such a good, sad, feel-good moment. It it doesn't fucking... Like, he's still a shitty piece of shit after that. Like, all he does is curse and fucking be a... He's like a fucking frat dude. Like, he, uh, he's like a frat dude that has, like, fucking, like, uh, idol issues. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not to say, like, he doesn't have any redeemable traits. But, like, they're so far low on the... The, the tier the, the the wrong of of issues he has is like what's even the point of of mentioning them you know like it's like what how do you make his camera like, either you like either you like his brash personality and the shit he does or you don't like there's no in between I feel like on on uh on Kachan now Midoriya I can see like I'm like okay he's kind of cool you kind of want to see when the crying starts really going out the window. You know, what's left there. You know, he's kind of like this feel-good, you know, uh, kind of David Goliath story. Uh, Goliath, and like everybody else with quirks and him not having it. Um, you know, it's a come-up story. It feels cool. Okay. Um, kind of, you know, I, I can to Goku, I think. Uh, there's not really, I think, anybody who cries the way he does. That That's kind of unique. Um, being a, a, you know, kind of emotional and all that shit. That's pretty unique shonen um, trope. I don't think I've known anybody. Maybe Tanjiro, I think, but he obviously came before Tanjiro, so um, kind of like a chicken egg situation. But um, well, not really chicken egg. Situation. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but like, I just, I just don't, I just don't like it. I, you know, I just don't like, I just don't like him right at this very moment. Maybe I could see him doing. Like, he does some cool shit. He's has been with traits. Uh, has some really cool moments when he stands up and is like, you know, fuck it, I'm done taking this shit from you, Bakugo, or you, um, Todoroki, or these villains. Okay, you know, here's some, here's some really cool moments. The fight is overhauled, you know, fucking epic. But I just feel like, and maybe this is a strength. I mean, some people have used a strength. My academia has so many good protagonists um, that, give, that get enough shine, or where it's like, you don't need the two main guys to be fucking, you know, Prime Goku and Vegeta or Naruto and Sasuke in part one. You don't need that to happen, but at the same time, like, these are the two faces of the series, and like they aren't they aren't the greatest characters of all time, to be honest with you. 
Um, a moment where I was like, these two are irredeemable. I, you know, it's really not even a moment for, for uh, Midoriya. For Bakugo, I was just at the gate. Like, I just did not like Bakugo, I think, any point. Um, the high point, I would say, is when he does start bitching out after he's, you know, telling Midoriya to get him and fight him after he figures out, you know, all for one and how that works, or one for all. Um, I, I think that that was a very touching moment. It was still kind of ruining me in that, even though he's crying, he's being a little bitch. So, I mean, that was kind of. That's kind of tough, but um, I was also saying Dory starts getting a lot better towards the end of that, that uh, of what we have now, like season four. Uh, I think he gets better. Um, and I, I think Bakugo stays pretty, pretty evenly. Uh, but so that's that's my thoughts on that. Let's go into this. This one um, is by far, you know, the one I was like, okay, well, I just need a fifth. Um, and this is the last one about putting it at fourth, but this is the last one that came in my brain, but I put it at fourth. Um, it's new, so that, that's kind of why I was like, kind of, I don't know. It's, it's been born of the past, I would say, since chapter 119 in this respective series. And if you hear chapter 119 and you're a real manga anime follower, you probably know what I'm talking about. Attack on Titan's very own Gabby. Um, probably one of the most fucking ridiculous characters I've ever seen used as a means for a mangaka to carry out necessary kills and then, you know, feel good slash impactful moments for the fans. And that seems like a very specific, like, insult. But you think about, and this is someone I've, this is a series I've compared to this series for about a year now. And people don't like it. But if you think about Game of Thrones as Arya Stark, there's a lot of similarities between the two. There's a lot of similarities between the two. A lot. And it plays on, it plays on to some, a couple of different things that are probably bigger tv slash film uh tropes that i don't even know because i don't watch a ton of it so i don't know the kids to compare it to but smallest person talks the most pretty much impactful shit in their general army slash troop base has a ton more training than some of their peers and pretty much pulls out the biggest kill in the entire franchise um one-to-one, I would say, just about. Uh, the only thing is, Arya... Arya actually is about the same age as Gabby, too. You know, all things considered. So, I mean, it's pretty similar. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. But, um... Moment that... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you already know. The moment that maybe not like... <laughs> so... She blows fucking Sansa's, like, goddamn rib out. Um, people just, you know, sitting there having a jovial time. They don't realize that she climbed up there. She blows like fucking Tom's entire like goddamn like abdomen out with a fucking uh, sniper. Um, that was pretty bad. Then she is about to be fed by some guards and kills the fucking guards and escapes. Also, you know, kind of bad. Gets back with I think it was I want to say Reiner or somebody like that. Somebody like that. They. Band together, get a plan together. Maybe it's the Jaegerists, not, not the Jaegerists, but the anti-Jaegerists. Um, 
And she has to drop on Aaron. Blows Aaron's fucking head off. This guy was his plot armor for fucking 118 other chapters. Like, literally got eaten by a titan came back. Pretty fucking, you know, Gucci. Blows his fucking head off. Get me right to the bullet huh? And I'm going to spoil the spoiler territory. The shit I just mentioned is like multiple years past. Like pretty much a year and a half past. But this like spoiler spoiler territory. It's on a, it's on a goddamn flying titan. And somehow hits a fucking shot with that rifle. With the help of Levi I guess. And blows a fucking pig titan's head off. Um and. Or I think blows his mouth off. And like Armin gets released from his mouth. Or some shit like that. Who the fuck do they think Gabby is? A fucking deity? What the fuck is this shit, man? It, it, the, the shit they do with Gabby. And it's intentional. I, mean, I know it's uh, Isayama doing shit intentionally. But the shit that happens via this character's fucking gun is so fucking ridiculous that it do, it's not even fucking enjoyable. She fucking blows. She, she has the most impactful shot in every mini arc of the larger arc in the Sasha part I would say she had the biggest shot now the biggest kill probably not I mean I think it goes to Aaron a couple times over um maybe I mean it depends I mean like you think about like the relationship to the audience she probably has the biggest kill in that part if you think about to and it's not confirming she killed him but I mean Based on what we were starting to learn now in the latest chapters, it seemed like she actually did murder Aaron in the part that she killed him, or she she shot his head off. So she had the biggest kill in the entire series. Literally, I mean, there's no one to something bigger. Like she killed a mirror. It's possible, I guess, at this fucking point. She probably did that too. But she killed a mirror. She has the biggest fucking kill in the entire series. Uh, and then she fucking also, like, domes the, the beast titan, which allows him to save Armin before he's, like, transported to a mirror, essentially. And, that's GG at that point. Um, so yeah, I mean, she has the fucking three of the biggest kills. Like, she, if you look at, if you stack her kills up, she probably has like bigger, like franchise altering kills, and just about. I would say everybody else, like not everybody's combined, but like other factions combined. Like, if you thought about um, Marley, I think she might have bigger kills individually than Marley has an entire unit. <laughs> like, I really think if you look at it like that. I think it's very possible. I mean, you think about Marla. Who the fuck did they kill? Who who is they kill? Um, I guess Erwin. Okay, so Erwin. All right. They didn't kill Hodge. Would be like probably top five or six, I would think. They didn't kill. Um. They they did. Well, no, they didn't kill. Um, not Shadows, but uh, the dude who replaced Erwin. Um, fucking, you know. Lollipop head looks like um, Benson, not Benson, but Pops from fucking uh, regular show. Uh, that was Jaegerus. They killed him. So Erwin, who else do they have? Some fodder uh, scouts from like season one. Who else did they kill? That was important. I mean, as, as an entire unit, who else did Marley kill? Uh, they they didn't kill Grisha. They killed Grisha's parents. Um, they killed. Grisha's wife, basically. I mean, they didn't kill... Cause, I mean, the wife is still alive. I mean, Aaron... Aaron killed the wife, basically. So, I mean... The first wife. They killed Carla Yeager, but who gives a fuck about her? You know, I mean... But then it gets... I don't even, They didn't kill Carla... 
Carl Yeager wasn't killed by her. Carl Yeager was killed by the wife, the first wife. So they didn't kill. I, who the fuck did they kill? They only killed fucking Erwin. That's it. They didn't kill anybody else relevant to. I mean, they killed Armin, I guess, technically, but he didn't die. You know, he was close. He should have died, but he suicided too. I mean, it wasn't like necessarily a kill. He suicided. Who did, who did they kill? Eldia. Who does Eldia kill? That's like com- comparable to like. Aaron or Sasha, like in terms of like people like that, those characters popularity. Um, so Eldia kills, I guess, again, spoiler, they killed Zeke, who's probably top like five, six, maybe. Um, hmm. Um, the Warhammer Titan, the um, the uh, they killed Galliard. Um, who gives a shit about Galliard? I, 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 I'm just struggling. I'm struggling. I don't know. They killed all of like fucking Marley, basically. I think they stopped the whole shit out. But like. Amir, Amir probably, okay, so Amir, Amir probably had, because, I mean, she also killed, in fact, like, she determines the Titan, I don't know if they can come back from being a Titan, I guess we'll see next chapter, but, if they can't come back, then, I guess, Amir probably has that title, but other than Amir, who Gabby could probably still kill this very much, no, Gabby's a Titan, never mind, Gabby's fucked, um, but, but, other than Amir, Gabby is the most toxic motherfucker in the entire series, just and she's so fucking annoying the manga like uh, she kind of becomes more redeemable act like she kind of realized she's a fucking kid like has that moment in the family that she killed i think she killed sasha and it was sasha's family that was a very touching scene like that did a lot for that character i honestly god forgot that happened until like right now but that was a very redeemable like part of the series um fuck fuck her fuck her yeah i, I have i the Aaron shot, dude. I, I can't get over that shit. That was just fucking ridiculous, dude. She get the fucking biggest character in the entire series and fucking just blows the goddamn head off. Next part. Alright, this one's gonna piss a lot of people off. I'm saying the best one for, for last. Uh, I was gonna say, it's, a lot of people are gonna be fucked up about this one. Especially if you are, like, kind of older than me or about my age and, like, this is one of the primary guys you grew up with. But you gotta understand, if you follow D-R-A-G-O-N-B-A-L-L Super, Dragon Ball Super, this fucking character has been put into a situation which I don't think he can be fucking redeemed. I'm really at this point, I don't know. I really don't know what else to say. Fucking Goku, son Goku. The less, not that's the wrong one. Um, I want to say the less I know the better. But Sable mistakes is the one I want to go with. New person, Sable mistakes. He's not even a new person, but he kind of is supposed to be a new person in the series in this part. But he just does the same shit every fucking arc. I'm not bitching to say like, oh, don't watch Super yada yada. yada. Super has some decent moments where it's still worth watching. But the same, and I know the rationale changed mildly. Like, oh, 
he let Freezer live for different reasons. He let fucking uh, Moro live. Like he, he thought Moro was gonna actually become a better person. He, you know, he kind of did it out of like a, a more of a just reason, just a personal like I fucking hate this guy type of re- or personal. I want to see this guy become better reason. Like he really just doesn't like Moro, but he kind of thought, okay, maybe this dude will, you know, justice. Well, yada 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 yada. It's the same fucking shit every fucking day. I think part of this is like he's this face of the franchise, and I, I think I want to point all of my distaste for the monotony of Dragon Ball at times onto Goku, and maybe that's not fair. I get it, but like I, I just I can't. I, I can't. Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Black, Super Saiyan White, every fucking, I, I just, I just think to myself, like, and this, this, I guess this is more of a Dragon Ball problem at this point because they're trying. That JC, I think they're trying. I think they're looking at things. Um, shout out to Toyotaro. I think he realized that's a problem. He tried. They didn't introduce a new transformation in that part. They did use the same old shit and they trained it, which is cool. But my thing is, that's not gonna last forever. It's not. The like, Vegeta's gonna get a new technique. I don't think he'll go Super Saiyan. It doesn't. It sounds like it seems like Ultra Instinct is something he wants to do. I think it's a new technique that's, that's added to his arsenal, as Fission was. I think they're trying to to curb it, but I just can't believe that it's going to come down to spamming MUI. And maybe, maybe that's okay. I mean, like, I don't think people care that like we pretty much haven't seen Super Saiyan two or Super Saiyan three, other than that fight with Trunks in this series and this part is spinoff that was pretty much been eliminated for god and, and super saiyan god super saiyan um and mui will probably phased out too as he uh well not mui but ui sign i think it's the one it's either sign or omen but that one will probably be phased out as well for uh super saiyan white and that's cool i mean if it, if it leads a new transformation not new term which new tools new like more martial arts, which happened a lot more in that last uh, fight, uh, especially in the first half of that fight when he was black. Um, you know, that's cool. If it goes back to his roots and it's just more about fighting and kind of like moves and all of that, that's cool. But for fuck, he can't keep on doing the same shit. He, he can't keep on. And it can't keep on being around. Again, I think a lot of this is me kind of misfocusing my rage at the series, but it cannot be the him show. If transformations are to mean less, then we have to find a way to make these guys who can't transform or don't transform at least semi-comparable. I mean, how do you do that without, like, just lessening villains? I don't know, but, like, it has to be something. Like, Gohan goes into one form. You know, he's pretty much only gone into one form. I think, like, he realized that he was too weak to go into um, Mystic Gohan against Frieza's force and he went Super Saiyan and then Super Saiyan 2. But other than that, he goes into one form. How, why can't we make that? I know we've got him pretty good amped to where he was like pretty much 
almost Golden Freezer level, true Golden Freezer level, which is cool. Um, but how do we make this to where he can like fight alongside those guys? Like Super Saiyan raised Trunks fall alongside those two dudes, and he didn't have necessarily a new form. He was supposed to be still Super Saiyan two and at the base, but why can't we do that for Ultra uh, Ultimate Gohan? Why can't we do that for fucking like Gotenks? Find some way to make Gotenks relevant again. It, it's just it can't be the Goku show and Vegeta's ass kicked and fucking the rest of the Z-Warriors like basically get fucking one-shotted by the main villain. That's not cool anymore. Like having the main villains come in and bitch just get the fuck be out of them until Goku is ready to power up again and help. That's not fucking cool anymore. No one wants to fucking see that shit anymore. <laughs> so this, this is more it's, it's part Goku because he is the pretty much the same character he's been for the past 20 years. But it's also a plea to Toro to, to Akira Toriyama. You have this new opportunity with him being a quote-unquote uh, fucking uh, a global pussy force, defense force, whatever, the shit Jocko is part of. And, you know, he has Mirrors, who's an, who has at least, at least angel knowledge still uh, helping him. Fucking move this character in such a, in a different fucking way. Like make him, make him lose. Make him get his ass kicked, and make him be humble, humble him, and then have Vegeta win. I don't know. Do that. Do what he was gonna do with Golden Freezer, but actually follow through on it. But motherfucking, God, do not let him fucking get like the the head up on whoever the next major villain is. If it's Granola, whoever that's supposed to be like damn near perfect, and if he like beats his ass, and like he he like lets them win, and they get another fucking. Zenkai boost or whatever, and fucking has to get bailed out with the gods. Please don't fucking. It's. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't let Rose and Zamasu win. Um, they had a chance to, I guess, maybe kill them with uh, Final Comet Mahai, but I don't think it would actually work. But they toy with Broly, who gets too strong, and then they try to get serious after the fact, which is fucking ridiculous. It happens often. Um, he toys. Not, not toys, but again, you know, go all the way out and try to kill him off the rip. Go blue off the rip and try to fucking kill Goku Black instead of fucking going Super Saiyan. Let him get stronger too. Black ends up becoming stronger and they have to get Xeno to help. And then Whis basically kind of like, also kind of, Whis up Freezer kind of helped stall Broly. So in, in effect, a god did help Goku and Vegeta while they froze, you know, or fused in that um, little mini saga. Uh, obviously got built against Frieza. Uh, the battle gods didn't even count. And, well, I mean, he, he lost against Hit. If I remember correctly, he lost against Hit. That was the end of that, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, I really don't know how that, I don't remember how that ended. I, I think, I'm pretty sure that he lost, and I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I don't remember. Um... He didn't necessarily play with Jiren. Jiren just kind of got stronger, and Goku's body gave out in some kind of way. Like it just kind of got overpowered. And in some way, I would say that he probably should just went for the kill instead of playing like, "Oh, you're so honorable to this point. Now you're not honorable, so now I'm gonna go all the way out." And Jiren in turn goes all the way out. It's just no killer instinct. Like that, none of that shit has happened. Period. He doesn't have killer instinct against. Super Boo, which allows Kid Boo to come out and blow up the whole fucking planet. He doesn't have Killer Instinct against Frieza, which allows that to happen. He doesn't have Killer Instinct against Cell. He doesn't have Killer Instinct against um, Fusion Zamasu, at least one half of that. Could have killed Broly off rip, but doesn't. Uh, which, you know, being the same, I kind of give him a pass for that. 
could have killed Moro and almost the plan blew up. It's like, what the fuck? So that's it for that one. It, it's not, it's couldn't dry say I don't fucking like Goku. He just, he annoys me. He does annoy me, but like, I, there's just enough shimmer to make me stay, but I need. Mean,